All right, guys, welcome to the arena. So, uh, my name is Gabe, and I am joined by Walt. Say hi. What's up, guys? And uh, this is your weekly, you know, sports podcast. And uh, well, I guess it's 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 going to be your weekly sports podcast because this is the very first episode. So, thank you guys <laughs> yeah, for joining exactly. us. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. You know, um, kind of kind of uh, want to take this time to introduce ourselves and have the uh, sports podcast world get to know who Walt and Gabe are. Um, and yeah, well, say something, something Speak into the microphone. <laughs> there we go. So what's up guys? Uh, I'm Walt and I am, I'm the old guy of the podcast. I've, I've, I've kind of seen it all and been through it all. You know, I, I was born back in the seventies. I'm a seventies child. So I mean, as, a, as a Jets fan, you've definitely seen it all, but uh championship. <clears throat> yeah, well, that that goes without saying, you know. <laughs> At least you, as a Giants fan, you've seen what? You've seen three of them, right? You got eighty six. Well, two, two, yeah. Well, two, two in my viewing lifetime. Oh yeah, that's right. You're youngin. You're you're a baby over here. You know what I'm saying? You're you're Bro, just I'm coming. Like, I'm, I'm like I'm not I'm not even that much younger than you. Okay, I'm I'm almost forty. So let's not forget that. Oh, almost forty. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Listen, you missed eighty. You missed eighty six. You missed eighty six. Eighty six was a, a fantastic year, man. I, I was even, only three. I was only I, three. How am I supposed? To- and you call yourself a sports fan at three years old? Come on now. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I digress. Dominicans um, aren't known for the uh, Dominicans aren't known for football. So <laughs> I could say a joke, but I'm gonna leave it at that. So. You know. <laughs> Me being Puerto Rican, you know, I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I I've been watching sports. You know what? I I've been watching sports since the seventies. Um, my dad was really influential in a lot of the choices that I had in terms of the fandom that I have in terms of sports. Um, he was a Yankee fan. Obviously, he took me to the first Yankees game. Um, we were there when Reggie hit his three home runs. You know, uh. I, my my favorite player back then was Lou Pinella. That's how far back I go. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, and, and it's funny because you know, just just on a side, uh, he quickly became my most unfavorite player because we were actually sta- waiting outside uh, the stadium looking for an autograph, and um, he was a bit of a jerk, which you would you would later see, especially when he was coaching, right? He w- he wasn't the most uh, warm and fuzzy individual, and you know what? That night, uh, he really turned me off to him. My favorite Yankees player is, of course, Don Mattingly. Okay. Um, Don Mattingly is, and it's 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 a shame that you know he never got the championship. He retired literally the year before they won. You know, yeah, um, yeah. which breaks my heart all the time. I'm also a Knicks fan. I was there for 94. I, 94 to me was an amazing year in terms of New York sports. Uh, but again, as a Knicks fan, I have never seen a championship. I hope to see one sometime in my lifetime. Um, I'm a Jets fan, as we we both referred to before. Um, again, looking for that elusive championship. And last but not least, uh, I am a Rangers fan. I am not the biggest hockey fan in the world. I'm going to let 
all you guys know up front, but I do follow uh, hockey, and especially during Olympics time, I'm all in because Olympic hockey is something super special and stuff. Um, I also follow MMA. I watch boxing every once in a while, although boxing has kind of fallen off for me. And that's where I am in terms of sports, man. I mean, what about you? Well, so I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sort of a little bit into everything. I'm, uh, I, I can't say that I'm like a sports jockey. I don't, you know, I wish I had the time in the world to watch every game. I don't actually get a chance to watch many games at all. So most of the time I... And listening to games on uh, on the radio or uh, or on the radio at home, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm you know following along on off my phone. I think uh, you know one of the the best benefits to having the entire world on the palm of your hand is that I can quickly look up scores and you know see read play by plays while I'm doing some sort of work. Um, but as far as like fandom goes, uh, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, I'm a Rangers slash Islanders fan. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a Giants fan through and through. Um, uh, I, 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 I like to dabble in golf. Okay. Oh, interesting. You know, okay. Not that, not that I've ever played. I'm dying to learn how to play, but I do like to follow it. I find it extremely interesting and that has a story on its own. Um, you know, I, I, shout, I, out to, shout out to Bagger Vance. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, Um, on on the side note, I I will tell you, golf is hard. I actually went and took a couple of lessons and went on a range. Yeah, it is not easy. It it looks super easy on 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 TV. Trust me, there were there were a bunch of times where I swung right through and didn't I didn't even hit the ball. So it's it's a tough thing. Much props to those guys, you know. I'm super into a lot of the Olympic sports. Um, I like fencing, judo, jujitsu. I practice jujitsu myself. Uh, uh, wrestling, I try to keep up with wrestling a bit. Um, and uh, and MMA, of course. I, I have my own MMA gym. Uh, or you know, you know, I, I don't like to call it an MMA gym. It's a it's a dojo. We teach Muay Thai and jujitsu, um, but we also wrestle and we train fighters. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like like real fandom, my 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 experience with uh, becoming a sports fan and not just a casual, I mean, I think I, I I'm on the border of like casual and super fan. I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. uh, but my mom was such a huge uh, Jordan fan, and she oh, didn't wow, know anything okay. about sports. She doesn't. She didn't follow follow sports. I think she followed baseball but i think you know coming from a dominican background you 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 have to follow baseball yeah <laughs> you really have a choice in it um, i think that's in the she, genes right <laughs> but she used to make me watch basketball uh just so i can like help translate what they're saying um because she was such a fan of like jordan and i think it's because of like jordan being such a big news uh in the in the 90s and um and so i became a jordan fan while simultaneously being a Knicks fan. Wait, 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 there wait, was, wait. There was, Hold there up. was. What? That, how? how whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain this. Okay. I'm going to explain That this. demands explanation because. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. So, 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 right. So I see Jordan. I see what he's doing. The, the amazing stuff that the Bulls were doing. And. 
But my pride of being from New York, I had to anytime he played the Knicks, I had to I had to root for the Knicks. And I was just hoping, come on, like somebody on the Knicks be like Jordan. Someone be like Mike. Someone do something like Mike. I wanted the Knicks to be so badly like the Bulls. Like, you know, I wanted to see the championship runs. I want to see like, you know, the synergy. Um, I loved how how hardcore the Knicks were. You know, versus like I think like what a lot of other teams were kind of fancy and and I just maybe not as tough and tough in the bones like the Knicks were. Um, so it was kind of one of those things where I love Jordan, except when he came to New York. You know, I was always like, stop Jordan. Knicks got to win. But if I saw Jordan playing anyone else, I was always rooting for Jordan. So, um, you know, you can't you can't you can't fault me for that. Literally, my very first experience with sports is watching Jordan. Okay, so. I, I guess I'll give you a pass. But me as a hardcore Knicks fan, I always wanted Jordan Jordan to lose. I I respect, especially now. I respect Jordan. I I really do think he is probably the best basketball player, definitely of our generation. But when we were going through it, man. Listen, well, the difference. I think the difference is that you Jordan probably, had to lose, man. I think you were probably a basketball and New York Knicks fan before Jordan became the superstar. That I was, was, I was, I, I so was watching. I think that it was a little bit different, right? Because like you were already like, like this is my turf. Ain't no new buck, you know, baby Jordan gonna come over here, and yeah, he did come over here and 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 do his stuff. You know what I mean? Um, he was always uh, a foil in our championship. Uh, aspirations. Yeah, always, yeah. I think if Jordan, yeah, if Jordan didn't yeah. exist, we would be the Bulls. Yeah, I, I mean, fully I mean, believe that. I fully believe that it would either be it would either be us or it would be the Indiana Pacers. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, with uh. the rest, uh, Yankees. Uh, like obviously, I became a huge Yankees fan by default uh, because my household was the Yankees. Everyone else in my family were Mets. Um, I think for the most part, oh no, sorry, Mets and Boston Red Sox, hate them both. They can go, you know, kick rocks. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, my favorite player growing up was Tino Martinez. Um, but of course, the okay. Sandman, Mariano Rivera, you know, he kind of like, he, he, he cemented as, as obviously yeah. as one of the greats of baseball. So he really, really became... Um, he changed my perspective on baseball. I would say, you know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard because I have so many favorite Yankees. Uh, I want to say that my my all time favorite is probably Roger Clemens, the Rocket. Interesting, you know I mean? a yeah, former Red Sox. Yeah, well, it's also because I was like, this is like this is the next Babe Ruth. You know what I mean? Okay, I was like, this okay. is the next Babe Ruth, and I want to see the Rocket do the Rocket things. I liked his attitude. I liked his fight. You know what I mean? Like, when he was on the mound, everybody was afraid. You know, nobody wanted to face the Rocket, you know? And it, he it's wasn't, funny. when he came to the Yankees, he wasn't the best. He wasn't no, the he best wasn't. Roger Clemens, you know? And, and that was that was kind of a thing of the Yankees back in the days. The Yankees had a uh, a way of bringing in veterans who were either – at the very end of their prime, that was like a big thing for the Yankees back yeah, then, especially it's, it's in the 80s. Been, yeah, especially yeah. in the 80s. The thing with Rock, with Rocket that I remember the most is uh, the Piazza incident. 
Oh yeah. Oh that. man. That, mean, that, that, oh my that's, god. That's that, something that, that goes that down was, in New York lore, right? Oh my god. I was like, oh god. That's like I loved it. I loved it. Oh yeah. And, and screw to this Mike day, Giotta. I will but, never, ever, ever. I hate. I do not. I hate that <laughs> stupid mustache that he has. I hate his stupid haircut. You know. And I just. I. Oh god. Oh, anyway. Well, see, here's here's the here's the thing with that World Series, right? Is because and you know at the time I was working in in New York City in Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, right? And I was surrounded in my office by Mets fans, and so <laughs> I I I don't know if you've had this experience the way that I have it, but Mets fans, and I don't I don't want to generalize, but I'm speaking mm-hmm. directly to the people that I know. Mets fans, when they're good. They talk so much trash, right? Oh my god, they talk like, they're talking like, so much. Oh my god, the beginning of this year's season. Oh yes, you oh, know what I'm saying? So obnoxious. So and, and, obnoxious. and that's the thing that I think is part and parcel of why I dislike. I'm not gonna say hate because I don't think I hate anything. Um, except for maybe Tom Brady. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> But and I respect Tom Brady, but I just uh, until he's out of football, I'm gonna continue to hate him. Um, but I mean, with with the Mets fans, they they tend to, when they're good, they tend to go over the top with their fandom, and it's like, well, you know what, my team is 120 percent better than yours, and the, that whole World Series was just about, oh, we're gonna beat you guys, oh, we're gonna show you who New York yeah, New York's I team know, is, I know, and. At the end of the day, it's still a Yankee town, bro. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The, the Mets are going to forever be. You want to know why? You want to know why the Mets? You know what? This is supposed to be about like my fandom, but you want to know why <laughs> the Mets will always be the second team, maybe even the third team, you know, behind our AAA team? You know oh my I mean? gosh. <laughs> it's because I do not care. When you guys win your little World Series chip that you guys are yearning for, you know, mm-hmm. you will still be X amount of championships behind us. I do not care about like anything that you guys might want to be obnoxious about. You know, you guys will always be not second place, not third place, but 26th place. <laughs> very, very far behind us. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a point where the Yankees. Uh, won a championship every decade with the Mets. I hate to say it; it's once in a lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, once in a uh, lifetime. They, they've had what? They if had you've been, if you've been born, if you've been born, <laughs> they had sixty nine. They won seventy three. They had eighty six. And guys, where have you been since? Yeah, I'm saying you know? if you guys, if you guys have already been born in 1985, don't expect another one. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> no, no, no. In all in all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, I do respect, you know, a lot of like what the Mets are doing. The Mets are trying to follow suit in the Yankees' uh, eyes. They're trying to uh, be the new this Yankees year. with somebody. Yeah, this year. Well, you know, moving forward with their new owner that's got unlimited funds. It seems like they're yeah. trying to basically be the Yankees of the old. And kudos to you for uh, finally, uh, you know, taking a page out of our massive extensive book of winning <laughs> hey let me so, ask you a question do you it, we have a number of teams in new york i mean hockey has three football technically has three if you count um buffalo right 
Mm-hmm. Um, baseball has the two, and basketball has the two, right? Is there? I don't and consider this is the Nets a New York team. Well, they're Brooklyn, right? I mean, I guess. But I mean, they don't they, wear New York on their jerseys. You want to be Brooklyn? That's great. That's awesome. But, but I mean, so, to me, that means you're Jersey in spirit. So. I, I, I'm gonna get to that in a second, right? Sorry, 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 guys. No, as you no, can no. see, as you can see, this. Oh, this we're is all be about sports, color- bro. This is gonna be a very <laughs> colorful conversation that we're gonna have. Yeah, man. But um, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with two questions right now. The first okay. one: Has there ever been another team within the New York realm, right, that we feel is on the level of the Mets in terms of being annoying? Like, like for a Yankee fan, we're annoyed oh, by man, Mets fans. You know? With a Jets fan, we, I, I don't think we have that same, like you and I, we, we go back and forth with the Jets and Giants, but it's more of yeah, like a, but to a be playful fair, it's thing, only because right? The Gi- it's, yeah, but it's only because, it's only because I can't talk too much because the Jets are kind of, the Giants are kind of like the Jets now, so. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but like <laughs> I said, a couple when you years and I ago, talk, when I, Yeah, when Eli was playing, forget about it. <laughs> and and see and but no yeah but like I wouldn't consider you guys annoying I wouldn't consider and you guys and annoying. and when you guys were winning when when you guys were winning Super Bowls I wasn't mad at y'all you know what I'm saying like I was actually there with you and stuff in terms of what yeah. Eli was doing um back in the day Jeff Hotstedler back in the day with Phil Sims and all that stuff I was there with you like the eighty six yeah. the eighty six football team. I used to watch those games because I'm a fan of defense, and that team was so freaking amazing. Yeah. And I still remember the game between the Giants and the San Francisco 49ers back then, where the the score, I think, was like 10 to 7 or whatnot. And that was in an entire football game. And Ronnie Lott and Lawrence Taylor were literally the guys wrecking everything in that game. You know, so back, I don't. With me, I don't have that that same thing with the Giants that I do with the Mets, and the yeah, same no, thing. I, I think I think I, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think that there is any other hatred within the New York realm as far as like annoying fans. I I, I mean maybe like, Rangers Islanders is probably the uh, second closest. I mean, right? well they they have like a really heated rivalry, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they. I don't think that there's an annoyance to each other. Like we find like Mets fans. I'm sorry, guys. And I know you guys find us super annoying too, <laughs> but I'm sorry, you guys are annoying as all heck, dude. It, so it's annoying. true. There, there is something about Mets fans, and we love, we love you guys and stuff. But listen, we gotta oh, call it how we love, see it, right? Love is a love is a very strong word. Okay. 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 You know, um, I, the, we, the, you know, we tolerate you guys. Um, <laughs> we tolerate, <laughs> we tolerate uh, you guys whenever you guys are. Uh, you know, around, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really all they do. They're, God, I they're feel like we're kind actually, of around, we're, right? I, I think, I think we're already losing Queens. You know, <laughs> we're losing, we're losing Queens. We're losing the borough well, Queens listen, as far as the fan base. Guys, I promise we'll, we're going to stop the, the, the Mets bashing. Okay. Because yes. the Mets are. De- Well, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, guys. It seems like our podcast recording service, Zencaster, uh, seems to be a Mets fan. They it's, don't, it's all they, conspiracy they, theories. Maybe, maybe they they didn't like uh, the the Mets bashing. No, again, what I'm telling, what I'm saying is that obviously, you know, our <laughs> fandom is going to come out. But I will give respect where 
and credit where credit is due. The Mets are doing some uh, massive things, and you know if uh, if they if they if they if they kind of fix some of their hiccups that they uh, had in the last season, figure out what they're doing, Francisco Lindor, and maybe make something happen and actually create a good team for the playoffs. Then I'll, I'll give them respect and I'll give them credit, and you know I'll make sure that uh you guys get the right fair and un <clears throat> unbiased uh reporting. Can can I say <laughs> one thing? One thing, and uh, then we'll drop the whole Mets thing. Yes, sure. You did hire a Yankees coach. Moving yeah, on, like I uh, like I said, moving like I said, on. They're, they're doing they're doing what they should have done years ago, which is follow the Yankees blueprint. So, oh, okay. Yankees, yeah, Yankees, I'm, light, I'm right? Little, you know, it would have been it would have been great to kind of have Showalter back. Uh, I do like Aaron Boone, so you know it's hard for me to like see this because I'm an Aaron Boone guy, you know. Um, but anyway, as far Show, as the, Showalter, the Giants, yeah, 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 yeah. Showalter, Showalter no, no, no. seems like the guy that you come in to right the ship. But then you fire him for the guy that's actually going to win the championships for you, right? Oh man, I really hope they don't do that. But that's that sounds like such a Met thing to do. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, hey, listen, the Yankees did do it that because, like um, it. you know, he did rebuild the Yankees, um, especially in the '90s back then. And uh, you know, then they got rid of him to bring in Joe Torre, and well, the rest is history. So yeah, yeah, you know. Well, anyway. Speaking about speaking about history, the Giants. The Giants. Are you are you saying their season is history? Well, I'm saying their well, yeah, definitely. The this their their season this year has been like super disappointing, man. I mean, I, yeah, I think anyway, you have yeah. to admit that also, because um, yeah. I think you guys came in with actual playoff aspirations. And well, yes, but if you remember within our own conversations very early on, I was like, this is this is this is already starting to look like the Jets last year. Like this, yeah. we're having all the same questions. Do we do we do we continue with Daniel Jones or do we look for a new quarterback? Uh I I I believe with Daniel Jones, the same things that I believe with Sam Darnold, that if they I don't think that they're super elite top top five quarterbacks, either of them. But they're definitely mm-hmm. top ten if they have, you know, protection and enough time to develop. You know, having a new yeah. coordinator every single year is almost nearly impossible to develop as a quarterback. Now, you uh, some people say that, like, well, you got the greats like Tom Brady and Russell Wilson and stuff, um, but but one, they didn't become great on day one, and two, they they you can't compare the two. You know, like you got to work with what you got. And unfortunately, I don't think that either of them have gotten their fair shake in their career to develop themselves as quarterbacks. That being said, as a Giants fan, when did I become a Giants fan? I became a Giants fan 100% wholeheartedly when Eli Manning got drafted. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. That was what? That was in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, He was... uh... Late nineties, early two thousands for him. I believe ninety nine. I, I think yeah, I believe it was ninety nine. The draft of ninety nine yeah. was uh to go to the Dolphins, and he was literally like, "I do not want to go Chargers, to the Chargers to the Chargers." Sorry, I do not want to yes. go to the Chargers. Um, uh, I was gonna say that I was originally a. Oh man, I'm gonna get a lot of crap for this. I don't even know if I want to admit this. Admit uh, it. That way I can make fun oh, of you. Oh, man. 
No, no, I don't know if I can. I don't know. Yes, if I can. you can. Do uh, it. Uh, like the emperor says, do it. Do it. All right. All right. Okay. My first, my very first time watching anything football related. I don't even remember what Super Bowl this is. Uh, I believe it was a Super Bowl or definitely a playoff game, but it was the first time I saw football and I saw Emmett Smith do his thing. And mm. I was a huge Emmett Smith fan. And so you are I, you are a strange one, man. I, I'm 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 well, the thing looking is at you up, in a different light here. You know what I'm saying? Well, all right. So so here's first the thing. a Jordan fan go, became a Nick fan. First an Emmett Smith fan became a Giants fan. <laughs> I mean <laughs> literally well, all right. So well the thing the thing is that I didn't grow up with any guys in my house. I was the only boy. My dad didn't, you know, my dad was a workaholic and didn't follow any sports, not even baseball. Okay. My dad is very interesting when it comes to sports and a lot of other uh, aspects. And uh, I didn't hang out with a lot of like, usually I was the oldest of the cousins. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't have anybody that introduced me to sports. And then Mm -hmm. in school, I was not necessarily the social butterfly. So I didn't really play sports. I fought a lot in school. So I was kind of a little bit like always like either in detention or being transferred to school. (laughs) Um, I didn't start the fights. Okay, I was a little scrawny, so I got bullied a lot. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, I just didn't have that introduction to sports. I only got to watch sports when, you know, mom and grandma and whatnot, they're cooking in the kitchen, and I didn't want to watch Channel 41 or 47 on Sunday. Wow. So I didn't really get a lot of that. So if I would flip channel. You know, and I would see something and I would watch it because it's the only channel that's working with the uh, with a hanger, you know, because mm-hmm. we didn't have cable either. Um, that's that's what I watched. And uh, that's also how I got into NASCAR and F1, you know, Formula One. I got big into big into Formula One. But back to football. Yeah, I became an Emmett Smith fan. You know, um, then we finally got cable and started watching Sports Center a lot. And, you know, Emma Smith was always there, like kind of almost like mini documentaries and stuff. Um, but then, you know, I started kind of watching New York football. I would watch the Bills and Giants. I would try to follow their schedule a little bit. I would always kind of like like as far as growing up in sports, I would always get the New York Post so I can so I can follow along the the, the 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 scoreboards, the like always in the back page. I was always just looking to see like who's in the lead. Like not like today where you can just Google, you know, the uh the the divisional standings and stuff. Every mm-hmm. single day, like I just the only way to really know is like look up the like unless you knew math and really followed sports, I didn't. I just would look at the back pages of the New York Post just so that I can see where the standings were, scores, recaps of games and stuff. And, um, you know, that's how I started rooting for the the Giants. And then when Eli got drafted, um, there was so much kind of, I don't want to say controversy, but there was a lot of like, oh, he's not he's not going to be his brother. He's not his brother. He's going to in the shadow of his brother, and his dad and this that, and the other. And, you know, like there were so many people kind of talking crap about him. And maybe it was maybe it's maybe it was the anti bully in me. Maybe it was me growing up like all these people talking crap about the quiet guy that doesn't talk, you know, or do anything or make any noise. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to root for Eli Manning. And that's how I became a diehard Giants fan. 
So what was it about Eli that drew you to him? I just felt like as far as his story goes, I felt like I saw a lot of myself in, in him as a, you know, as you know, sports is sports is not just sports. Sports is storylines. Sports right. is all storylines, right? Like what makes you a fan of sports, what makes you a fan of teams and players and stuff like that. It's all about the storyline and the drama that you get when you watch a game, when you see a season play out, when you when you, when, when you have the underdogs win. And with Eli, you know, I think that Eli knew that he wasn't going to be anywhere near as good as Peyton or or living under the shadow of his dad and carrying the legacy of the Manning name. But I think very early on, he didn't care. He didn't care about trying to be them. And that's mm-hmm. what I liked. You know, he was like, he was always like, eh, you know, like anytime people would try to compare him early on, it's like, oh, you know, well, that's Peyton. That's my brother and this, that, and the other. And I'm just going to try and do my thing. And he just, he just tuned everything out and just kept doing his own thing. And maybe part of me is like, you know, that's kind of, that's, that's how I want to be. You know what I mean? I want to be the guy that like, I can tune the world out and just be me. You know, okay. you know, he still he didn't he didn't, I never felt like he was trying to prove something, but mm-hmm. I definitely felt like he was to, he was still trying to live up to the Manning name. He still had like that way. little chip on his shoulder and whatnot, you know, that kind of drove. Yeah, him, maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. The, the, the thing with Eli, he never showed any emotion, you know, like you never like you could look at Eli and not never know what he's thinking, you know. Because he's always right. had and that I, very and, and that's the thing. Pace, and, and right? so many people talk crap about that because they're like, oh, look at him. He's like kind of like not a personable guy. But it's not that he's not a personable guy. It's just he doesn't care about like going into the media circus and 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 feeding into all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's a and, symptom and, of New York, right? Like New York, we want to see our our leaders right. fiery see, and yeah. you know vocal and and yeah because you know, one thing that we want to do is we 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 want to gawk we want to yeah. we want to like look and stare and you know have a reason to have like that shocked face you know New York um, New York is an event town it really really is you know yeah. and uh, you know whenever There's a no team... grander event than winning two Super Bowl championships in the face of Tom Brady ah. I was a that fan. The most I was a fan of those giant the teams. Most, the most satisfying victories had to be those, including and especially the perfect Patriots and taking that away from Brady. I don't care what anybody says about Brady. He will die. He will go down in history and he will die knowing that he could not ever have his perfect season because of Eli Manning. That is true. That is true, and and you know it's funny because um, you look at you look at Brady, right? And really, up until recently, those were the only two Super Bowls that he had lost, right? Like yeah. pretty much Brady Brady gets into the Super Bowl, Brady wins the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, and then yep. uh, you know, you not have, if Eli's there. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have the Giants there, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> you know. So oh, man, so that 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 season that that was the most historical. Fo- like this is what I'm talking about: stories, right? You have a perfect team with the perfect quarterback and the perfect coach quarterback combination. You know what I mean? And then you have the underdog Giants that had to like fight tooth and nail, scrape every single centimeter of the of, of the field just to get to the to, to the Super Bowl. And then they shove it in their face and they win and beat and kill the perfect. The perfect season. 
Yeah, that's oh, true. And then you had that gosh, magical, so good. that magical catch by David Tyree, which oh. is is probably probably the only thing that you anybody really recognizes David Tyree because he he kind of went on to have a very uneventful career, you know. Yeah, but you know, David Tyree will always be famous in New York just because of that catch, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and the 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 point in the game that it happened, you know, because it was like so I know, pivotal. I know. And if he didn't make that catch, you could make the case the Giants were going to lose that game, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that was that was that was the moment of the game. That was yeah, the, the, exactly. that helmet catch. That helmet catch was, you know, and and of course it had to be that catch, right? Like a helmet catch, like the most one of the most unlikely ways to catch a ball, and that was the well, turning point of the game. And, and remember, you got it. You this all boils down to Manny because remember, Manny was close to being sacked. Tw- I think like two or three times previous before throwing that ball out. That man was running for his life, and then he chucks it, and David catches it. So you've got you've got the effort on both sides. You know what I'm saying? From well, I mean, you this, know, and that you know, that's, that's he was running for his life, and at that on that play, right? But if anything, that's what Manny will be remembered for. It's for resiliency. This Mm -hmm. guy did not miss a single game, okay, up until he was benched. You know what I mean? And and which you did not like. I hated it because I'm like, okay, he he said this is his final season. You know what I mean? He announced it. Let him finish the season off. We don't need to see like Daniel Jones can get the pregame, the 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 preseason games in and stuff like that whatever let him you know pull him into the uh to 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 the games maybe start him you know in the second half of games so that he's getting his play time but don't bench Eli Manning like you all you're already you've already kind of scratched this season off off you know Mm -hmm. the books anyway let him retire let him you know go out how he wants to go out and do you uh, think uh Eli had a couple of years left in him for the for the Giants I, I I personally, I think that like if they if they if they did what they should be doing for Daniel Jones, which is getting more protection around him, he doesn't need a lot of tools. He just needs more protection. You know what I mean? The same re- the yeah. reasons why Saquon Barkley isn't doing anything, Galladay isn't doing anything, is because they don't have the protection either. They don't have. There's no protection on the O line, so even Saquon Barkley can't break through and do anything. You know. Well, Saquon so, Barkley needs to stay on the field. I mean, he's he's been. And Daniel Jones also. I mean, you look at these well, guys; they're hurt every year, man. Well, and yeah, that, that doesn't I mean, so, that doesn't so with help. Daniel Jones, you know? with Daniel Jones, why do you think he's getting hurt? Because he has no protection. Now, of course, there's that also is the true. That Eli, Eli Manning. You know, they used to talk so much crap about Eli. Eli he's flimsy. He's that, but he's never missed a game. And yeah, he stayed in the pocket, and he durable. fought all the way to the end. And if anybody is Mister Clutch, it's Eli Manning because Eli Manning has like. I think one of the best four quarter comeback, you know, records of all time, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that it was, I think that it was, uh, I think that he definitely still had a, like one or two more seasons in him if he had more protection. Um, but I guess it's, it's, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And if the Giants thought that it was his time, then, then that's it. You know, I'm glad that he didn't, you know, pull a farve and and go to some other team just to kind of fulfill like some sort of inner wish or like, whatever like the jets <laughs> like what? the jets far 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 that's that that's such the, a mistake 
that was that was such well, a terrible terrible not necessarily i think i think i think the thing that happened with the jets and brett Favre, because you got to remember when brett Favre went over there the jets started that season out i think it was eight and three they were they were one of the best teams in football the problem is is that Favre got hurt and the the other thing is and this is why you know when i when i think of Favre, you know i i I have a bitter taste in my mouth because of that Jet experience because he was hurt. He knew that he was hurt. He was playing hurt only because he didn't want to break his streak of missing, of not missing games. And so what happened was, is that they went from eight and three and ended up, I think nine and seven that year. And it was all because he refused to get out, let himself heal and then come back and lead that team to the playoffs. And and so, you know, it and it's funny because he left the Jets and he goes to Minnesota and then he plays well over there. So it's not that well, he didn't so have the talent to do it. It's right. that selfishness. I hate to use that word. Right, right. But see, that's, but that's what that's I was going to say. That's what I was going to you know? say. One, one, I call it a mistake because of what they paid in order to, to what they kind of had to do in order to get far for the one season. Okay. Yeah, but you know um, what? It, but two, it, it, but two. Brett Favre's biggest enemy is Brett Favre. Okay. Yeah. Favre cannot get out of his own way, which is why I feel like he's even kind of—I don't want to say destroyed, but he's diminished his legacy quite a bit in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you know? I, I uh, agree he, with he's that. He's diminished it, um, and uh, and and I think that like that's that's the reason that he he, he never got the chip. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I don't know. It, you I mean, know that could have that could have been a playoff year for you guys if you had taken two, three games off. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, then come back and come back super healthy. You know, but, but that's the story of the Jets, right? I mean, you you look at you look at the Jets, and and I listen. I would I've been watching the Jets since '85. I go back to the days of you know Mickey Schuler, and you know. Um, you know, all all these guys and stuff. I mean, I remember I remember vividly watching the Miami Jet game where they lost to Dan Marino fifty one to forty five. You know, an awesome game. You know, but that's kind of that kind of encapsulates what the Jets are. The Jets are always good enough. You know, in the years that they can be to be close, but never make that next step. And you look at the Parcells years, right? The Parcells yeah. years. They they achieved with Bill Belichick as their defensive coach, right? And Bill Belichick was supposed to take over the Jets after Bill Parcells left. And what does he do? He resigns on a napkin. That's New York sports. That's Jets. Yeah. That is so typical Jets that I can't. That that's just the way it is. And what does he do? He goes on and becomes this Hall of Fame coach. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, but never happened for the Jets. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the mean, years with you know, Mark Sanchez, right? Get to the get to the very oh, end. Man. You had that great playoff run where he beat Manning, Brady, and came close to beating Roethlisberger if he had maybe like five more minutes, right? Because they were losing big in that game, and they came back. And literally, if he had one more drive, I really think Mark Sanchez would have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we would have gotten a Super Bowl. What happened but with Mark, again, Mark Sanchez exactly? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is a victim. So 
Mark Sanchez, again, typical Jets story, right? Um, this was the time when we had uh, Mike McCagnan and Rex Ryan as the coach. Mike McCagnan being the um, the uh, no, it wasn't Mike McCagnan. I forget. I forget who the GM was. Or it could have been. I don't. I don't remember. Um, he's on the radio now. He's an a- analyzing all this stuff, and you know, he always talks about the Jets and his time with the Dolphins. Uh, he'll he'll name come back to me. But what happened with? That Rex Ryan team and Mark Sanchez is that first of all, Mark Sanchez never should have been a fifth round, a fifth, a num- the number fifth, the number five pick in the draft. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he he was not really the guy, but he was serviceable enough to get us there. But the problem with that team is that they had talent at the on his first year, and as his career continued, they continued to bleed off the talent. So right. that that town ta- that team, his best team was the first year that they were there. Um, but as it continued, they continue to lose teams. Then they they move on from the general manager. They bring in um, John Itzik to pair him with Rex Ryan, and John Itzik probably will go down in Jets history as the worst general manager that we have ever had. And he was directly responsible for what the jets are now even to this day because he well i mean you know if he anything saddled like us, that's like, he killed us with the salary cap for years to yeah, come you know yeah so um well i mean like that's actually a perfect example like the mark sanchez history of like what happens when you take a maybe maybe not mediocre but just above average just a just just a line above average quarterback and mm-hmm. give him tools and protection you know, and that's right. who I think Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones are. Just above average. I think that they're just above average. I, I personally believe that Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Mark Sanchez. For sure. I think that he has better tools. I think that he can throw the ball longer. I think that he can throw a sharper. More I agree. Speed. Yeah, I agree talent-wise. Um, I'm, I'm still questionable in terms of Sam's football IQ because – one thing that we saw with the Jets is that he 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 would give you flashes and he'd show you, hey, this guy might be really good. But in the three years that he was here, he never showed maturity. Like you, you usually expect um, a, a quarterback. The first year will, is always going to be rough because he's learning the the thing. The second year, you're starting to see improvement. But, but By the third uh, hold on. I year, gotta stop you. I got to stop you, you because hope- the thing is. The thing is, every single one of his years was his first year where he's got to relearn the scheme, relearn the scheme and understand it. And, you know, it's it's that's true thing with Daniel Jones. It's like, you know, like if it'd be great if the scheme clicks in the first year. And then obviously we're talking about a whole different history because if the scheme clicks, then it stays. You know what I mean? But how do you how do you develop your IQ if this year I'm giving you a math test? But next year, you prepare for the math test, but now I'm giving you an English test. And then the following year, I, all right, I'm going to prepare for this test, but I'm going to give you now a different a science quiz. You know, well, it's, he, it's, here's what I would say. Every single year, they're not getting a chance to to execute um, with uh, with 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 skin in the game as far as as far as uh, the game being, I, you know learning schemes and gelling with the team and you know it's just it's impossible and then now he's down in the panthers completely new team new scheme the whole nine and he's kind of getting the same exact treatment where he's getting the booze and all that but 
you don't you can't. No, he's not even playing out. anymore. You know, well, he, he, they, he got he got put in he got put in this past weekend for uh, uh, Cam Newton because uh, Cam was just out of desperation. <laughs> he's playing so terrible that they had to pull him out. Uh, and then as Sam comes out, you know, the entire Carolina, Carolina Panthers crowd is booing him. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, you're going to go to the I game mean, to boo. Like, you know what you got, you know? Don't don't well, don't make it harder for the guy. I, I, I will say this. And, you know, th- there's some there's some measure of truth in what you say when, you know, you're you're learning new schemes every single year. But, you know, w- when you looked at Darnold as a Jets fan, um, you're right. There there are there are. There is a benefit to having a familiarity with the offense, but there's also a point where the rookie mistakes have to just be in your rookie year. And Sam Darnold kind of never got away from that. He was still making the same type of mistakes, and that has nothing to do with scheme. It's it's looking at a defense and being able to recognize what the defense is showing you and what the defense is doing. And he, in my mind, he never really got past that. And I don't think that's scheme. I think that's more you need to learn how to recognize an NFL defense. Yeah, and by the third year, by the third year, I call that's that's what a coach is. Your coach that, is your teacher. You know, I, some I people can be self taught. I think some people are self taught. Tom Brady self taught. Peyton Manning self taught. Eli Manning, I don't think he's self taught. You know what I mean? Well, he's part. He's part of a football family. Those he's guys. Part of a football family. Those guys. He's not self taught. He had all the best coaching that he could have. In the you know, room, I, he he already knew how to how to run a draw play. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like for him, I for him it's but, different. You know. But Eli Manning, he's he had the talent, but I don't think that he's a self taught guy. I don't think that he's a guy that can that can that can read and study and be like and use creativity to figure out like you know okay this is where I need to improve and how to improve on my own. Someone like Sam Darnold, someone like Mark Sanchez, someone like Daniel Jones. What makes an elite quarterback elite is the fact that they can evolve on their own. Everyone else, they need to be coached. If exactly. you can't be coached, then you're below average. But if you're, but just because just because you're not elite doesn't mean that you can't be good. Okay, and I think that like with Sam Darnold, also with Dan Jones, it's it's their their lack of of. I don't even want to say coachability because coachability is when someone's trying to coach you and you're just like, yeah, and you can't me. do it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Sam Darnold, I think, was coachable because Sam Darnold had the attitude of like, I want to be a Jet, I want to do whatever it that. takes. But he never got, he didn't get uh, that that coaching that he needed to to help him learn the game and help him like get rid of these rookie mistakes. Well, like I said, looking at Carolina, he's still making the exact same mistakes he did with the Jets. And so there's a reason why they benched him. You know, he 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 gives you flashes. He you know who he reminds me of a little bit in a sense, but not as prolific as he is. He reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick, the guy that will give you flashes and say, wow, this is a guy. And listen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, more power to him. He's 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 duped enough coaches to make a career out of this. Right. Because he goes to a place. He's always the backup. Something happens where he's now thrust into the starting position. And then he shows you enough to be like, this is a guy that we might be able to go forward with. You give him the big contract. And then, oh, this is who Ryan Fitzpatrick really is. 
You know, yeah, you get you yeah. get Fitz Magic until he signs on the dotted line, and then you get Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and, and, and it's a little bit different though because because that that's that's not the case with like Sam and all and and and, and Sanchez I, and well I and think Joe. it is they're, because they're not they're not they're not getting they're not getting the big contracts you're not signing them for the big contracts oh they're yeah just not that's what I'm the saying support that they need I feel like because they're not getting the support they need they don't play as well as as Ryan Fitzpatrick does and and to you know to your point Ryan Fitzpatrick has been with how many teams right. And and he's been dealing with different offenses every time he goes to his teams. And he finds a way to do it. Why yeah. can't Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold has more talent than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, does, because you know? yes, but he's not he, he has a terrible coaching. He has a terrible people around him. And he can't do it on his own. And he just gets shipped from one terrible team to another terrible team that might be that in my opinion is actually worse than the Jets. You know, yeah, I, I think I, know. I think the difference between the Jets and the Panthers is that the 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 Panther the Jets are a bad team, and so are the Panthers. But the Jets are a bad team because they just have like some sort of like santeria witchcraft or whatever <laughs> that like always brings the Jets down. Like over here, like they have like a lot of little things, and all of a sudden, you know, it's some sort of witchcraft. The, the Panthers are just a bad team. The Jets, but they have good know. players, though, man. They really do they, that, and that's the thing that drives me crazy about looking at the Panthers. They have some pretty decent players, you know. It's just they they can't find a way to to get it all together, you know. Um, with with the Jets, I, I really do think though, and and this is gonna sound weird when you're talking about a four and eleven team right now as we record this podcast, but I, I do believe that they are on the right path. Um, I, I think the the general manager which they finally changed the way they get their general managers where mm-hmm. um it's not you know they they actually are letting and they're letting the general manager pick the head coach which is something that wasn't done previously and i think though the synergy between the two is very very important you got to be on the same page and when you have the owner picking both the general manager and the head coach as they were doing with the jets previously that was yeah. always a recipe for yeah, a failure. Those, those gonna be, you know? Yeah, yeah, because the owner, but, the owner is just a kid at a toy store. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Owner, and especially the this guy the team is literally just unless the owner of a team was also, you know, had skin in the game was 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 a past coach or general manager. They don't mm-hmm. they don't truly understand the game. the The team, the franchise, is just a business holding for them. Right. You know, and uh, if you let the general manager pick the, the, the like all the different pieces, they're gonna they're they're gonna yeah, let the football they're, they're people. They're gonna add melted cheese on apple pie. That yeah. it just doesn't make sense. You let you know the I mean? f- football people do the football stuff, you know. Yeah, and and so I think what they've done this year, you know, I really do like Joe Douglas as a, a general manager. Um, he needs to do a. He's done a pretty decent job in terms of dra- drafting players. Um, he used to be a talent guy for Philadelphia, but. I think he needs to do. He needs to hit a little bit better with the free agents because it's not just, you know, you build from the draft, but you also have to bring in free agents that is going to complement that. You know, you don't want to have yes. a perpetually young team like we do now. The Jets right now are the youngest team in the league, and yeah. it shows. You know, and but I do see progress, even though we've had some really rough stretches this year. Um. 
Well, and, well, let me ask you this, and 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 I think that like uh, you know this has turned into from from an introduction of Gabe and yeah, know, right? actual uh, <laughs> an actual discussion, guys. This is exactly what the podcast is going to be. It's a conversation. <laughs> We're going to be free flowing. We don't know what the the conversation is going to be about. Yeah, we we, we start out with something, fun. but Lord knows if we yeah. stay on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope you're still enjoying the show. But anyway, well, how do you feel about Robert Sala? Because he's 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 won one game. No, no, he's he's won. No, he's won. He's won a, a couple of games. Like, like you know, this past week he was in COVID protocol, so he didn't. He wasn't there. Um, yeah, and, the and line, they won. They coach. won a game that nobody expected to win. <laughs> oh no, they they if listen, if they lost that game, I would have been pretty upset. You know, as, as bad as the Jets are, I think the the Jaguars coming off the Urban Meyer fiasco. I guess they were they were they were a team. That That's had true. no I mean, business that of being, yeah. yeah they had That's no true. business either true. winning or being competitive. You know what but I'm saying? How bad are the how bad are the Jaguars going to be that like they, they 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 lost a game against a guy that admittedly has only ran a practice. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> well I mean, you know that's, kinda, that's 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 the jets for you man i i think the jets did the right thing though they ran the ball this week which is something that they really should be doing more often um i think um they're they're pretty good in terms of up front with the the run blocking that they provide um and so especially with a young quarterback what's what's a young quarterback's best friend it's the running back and the tight ends and those are those are two things that a, a a young quarterback, and that's why, excuse me, Mac Jones in in New England is doing great because Belichick realizes, you know what, we can't have our young quarterback be the reason why we win the games. Right now, he's in learning mode, and so we need him to manage the game. I mean, for God's sake! Wait, wait, wait hold on. Say that they, again. Say that again. He's in what? He's in what? Say what do you mean? He, What's Mac right Jones now, in? Mac Jones is in learning mode, right? He, he's in learning mode. What is Bill right. Belichick doing? He's protecting him so that he can absolutely. learn the game. Absolutely. I, I mean, Mac Jones, look Mac at the Jones game. is Mac Jones isn't an elite quarterback. Mac Jones is just like, in my opinion, he's like watch Zach him Wilson, become a Brady Jones. Though. He will become Brady because he's given the chance to learn the game. He, he's got protection he walked, tools around him. He walked into the perfect franchise to do it because they recognize the value of building a quarterback and protecting him until the guy is ready. And like I said, you look at the other game the other day where I think he threw, what, two or three passes the entire game? All they did was run the ball. Yeah. Tell me another coach that would do that. Well, but this is what I'm trying to say that, like, this is this is what they could have what they should have done with Sam Darnold and what we should be doing with Daniel Jones. We're not doing that. We're not collecting the pieces to protect them. We're just trying to we're trying to always get new offensive coordinator, new new head coach, this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, we just because need someone that pairs with the quarterback best, but that's not the case. You just need protection and tools around. Him. So what if he has like a ton of incomplete passes? You can fix that. You know what I mean? But you can't fix the guy getting hurt, the guy running for his life, the guy fumbling the ball because he's because he's about to be sacked because he has no protection. You yeah. can't fix that. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. his fault. You know? No, I, I agree. I agree. But and you know that's what? That's the same thing with Sam Darnold. And I've been saying that for years before he got traded. Now, Sam Darnold, I, I, I'm telling you this or right now. And, and 
and and he he is going to be one of those journeyman quarterbacks that will end up being more of a backup than a starter. That's yeah, I'm telling you that sure. right now. No, that's, no, what, that's what Sam that's Donald's going to be. True. You know? That's absolutely true. But it's not his fault. And that's what's kind of sad about it. And, and you know what? A lot of it is is dealing with opportunity. Because imagine what would have happened if Mac Jones went to the Jets. He would not have be having the same success. He would be another Sam Donald. In, yeah. And, and, you know, my wife's favorite football player is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a guy the Jets could have had. We took we took um we took Sam Darnold instead of him, right? Yeah. Um yeah. Lamar Jackson would not be Lamar Jackson in New York. Lamar Jackson yeah. would not yeah. enjoy yeah. the same t- type of success that he's enjoying in Baltimore because you know what? I hate to say it, Baltimore is an actual organization. The Jets right now for well, before they weren't, you know. Um for God's sake, we we hired Adam Gase as a head coach. I mean, yeah. come on. But going back to Robert Sala, I think Robert Sala is a guy. I will fault him for one thing and one thing only. He came in to New York saying that he was this defensive guy that could win with less. And we have less. And he we, his defense has actually looked pitiful at times now again there are a couple of factors here the team is extremely young um injuries really hit the jets hard this year and covid has kind of wrecked everything for a lot of teams yeah yeah so you know i will i will give him a pass but i haven't seen anything egregious out of robert sala that says you know what he's the wrong guy for the job not yet yeah you know, I think I think he's learning on the Jets are interesting. They have a rookie head coach. They have a rookie offensive coordinator. They have a rookie quarterback. They have the most yeah, rookies starters. Yeah, I do. I do think that the Jets are are on the right track. I think that the Giants are not on the right track. Unfortunately, the, I don't the Giants need to blow it up. I don't I don't think that Joe Judge is it. I think that Dan Daniel Jones I don't think that Daniel Jones is it either, but only because we're we are too much in 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 the Jets twenty twenty you know mode. You know what I mean. So we're, let me ask you a question. I, I feel like I feel like I feel like we don't have the right coach to mm-hmm. develop Daniel Jones, um, and I don't think that getting in a new coach and a new scheme. And and everything they do need to blow it up. I think they need to kind of if if they get if obviously they're keeping Joe Judge. If we can get Russell Wilson, I think that we take Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson Russell Wilson will give us Russell Wilson Wilson will give us stock. Okay, it'll bring our stock level up. It'll make us more enticing to be able to pull some other players to be able to you know do a little bit better and then we can get rid of Joe Judge because Russell Wilson doesn't need the, the the best coach in the world. He just needs to be happy in the team that he's in. All right. Let me ask you let me ask you a question on that. Um because I have thoughts on Russell Wilson coming to New York. Um but I'll I'll get into that later. Um the Giants, I think you and I both agreed that that's a situation that needs to be blown up and we, we got to start from scratch, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think, think so. And a side note, New York. It's not going to happen, but I think, I, know. I think that that's what needs to happen. 
But here's a side note: New York, can we can we stop with bringing these these rookie and and one year coaches and bring in like actual talented coaches? Like the Mike McCarthy's of the world. I mean, seriously, would that hurt so much to do? You know, especially. I, you know, the, the the thing is, the thing is that the team is not enticing enough to bring in these coaches. You know, so it's like a chicken. And that's and why you over this is, this you is, overpay him, right? This is, but this is why I say get a Russell Wilson. But see, that's you where can hire. Then you can get the uh, the the Mike McCarthy's. And but going back to the chi- is it the chicken or the egg that came first, right? First of all, um, this is the worst year for them to blow it up because the draft class for the quarterbacks coming out in college for this draft coming up is not good. There is not a guy there. No, this is exactly this is a perfect year because now like you can use your draft capital in order to get Russell Wilson because there's no other quarterbacks out there. Right, but now, don't you if need they were, more? If they, if they were, no, I don't think so. If you if, because because here's the one thing that you're not counting, right? Like, yes, it'd be hard to get Russell Wilson or Tom Brady or any other league quarterback to New York, except that Russell Wilson wants to come to New York. Has he said we, that? He it, it's the rumors that he, with New York that he's interested in coming to the Giants. Or that the but Giants why would he at, come to? So this is and so this was I'll, what I'll I was leading to. Everything I'll tell why, you. Why? Why? Why would you want? Why would Russell Wilson want to come to New York? Seeing the team underperforming as it has, your star running back unable to stay healthy and stay on the field. And when he does, he's clearly not as good as he was that first rookie season where everybody was like, wow, this guy's going to be a star. With a well, coach... Wilson with a coach. A I mean, look how he played no, I know. last year. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. You know, he, he, you, look at, you look at Saquon Barkley and you, you're saying, wow, after his rookie year, this guy is going to be the next coming mm-hmm. Emmett Smith. Yeah. And clearly that yeah. hasn't happened, no, of right? Of course, no, it has not. You look at the coaching situation. The coach mm-hmm. is less than desirable. You look, yep. at, you look at the general manager. That guy's in flux, right? I mean, he's you look gone at the this team, season. You look at the team and, you know, there are some decent parts, but like the guys that they brought in, for wide two receiver, words. I got two. They're words not for gonna you. blow you away with it. So I've you're coming into a situation. Okay, hit me with it. New York. That's why Russell Wilson. He just wants out of the Seahawks. He doesn't care for the organization. He doesn't want to play for them. He literally just wants to leave. Pittsburgh might open wants, up. The reason he wants New York is because. New York, the market itself, the connections that he can get over here as far as networking and business and for his future career, this is what he wants. Because he can go anywhere else, but none of them are New York. But don't you think he if, wants to if, win? If, I think that like, that's let, a part of it. I don't, let, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that that's the biggest part of it anymore for him. You know, Listen, not let, the, let's not, put it this right way. Now. Not right let, now. Let's put it this way. There are, there are a couple of of quarterback jobs that may conceivably open up. And whether you okay. believe the rumors that are true or not, Pittsburgh might open up. Roethlisberger may either retire or they may let him go and okay. then move on, right? Right. You have the Green Bay situation where okay. Green Bay is quite clearly a very, very talented team with a quarterback who is playing footsies with the owner on whether he's going to stay or whether he's going to go. That's a place that might open up. Yeah, but they already so, have the replacement for Rodgers. But if if you look at if you look at 
the thing they're between not gonna, they're, what they're, is it, Jordan Love over there? Yeah, Jordan yeah, Love is their quarterback. Doing, I, I believe so. They're doing. They're already doing what they are. They, they're they're just rehashing their game plan. The same thing that they did to Far. With they Favre, got Aaron yeah. Rodgers in. That's why Aaron Rodgers knows. Like, oh man, like I can see what they're doing. Okay, I need to make sure that I protect myself. Okay, they they already have their plan in motion. They're not. They're not. They're not going to be looking for another quarterback, so that's out of the question. Pittsburgh Steelers, not a Super Bowl contender, and they won't be. No. Okay. But you know what? So, I have more so, faith so before, in their before, before, coaching that's and fine, their, their organization to do the right thing and bring in guys than I do the Giants right now. Okay, but let me ask you this. Any one of the teams that you might read off a list after this or these two teams, are any one of them are Super Bowl contenders in the next five years? I think the Packers can be still. The Packers um, are out of the question. I'm telling you right now. They've okay, so already, the they've already, they already have their whole game plan. They're already, they already figured out what they're going to do after Aaron Rodgers. They just want to know when that's going to happen. Okay, I, I just, I, I, I get, I get the reasons non-football wise why Russell would want to be in New York. I don't understand the football reasons why he would want but to But that's what I'm saying. So, you know? like, if you're weighing your options, okay, like, yes, I can win more games in this team and that team and this team over here, but none of them, including New York, give me get me close to a Super Bowl, okay, or put me in the Super Bowl. So what but other reasons is- do I have to go? Okay, he comes to New York and he makes himself a big name in New York. He Let's say he finishes his career in New York, okay, now he can become a football analyst that's recognizable. He can become, but he could do that now. Other things he can do that now, but he won't. His, be as his big name big transcends big all of that. It you know it, it does only to a certain extent because Russell Wilson being in, in Seattle has not garnered him the attention that that obviously Tom Brady has. You know Tom Brady for other reasons, but even like Eli Manning, I don't think that I don't I, I don't think Eli Manning is a bigger name than I mean than Russell Wilson. But Eli Manning has a lot more going for him than Russell Wilson does. You but know? you still, and, and you still that's, talk that's about something in New York, the the being in the New York scene. It's what happens. No, I agree Yankees. with that. All these players, they want to have a one or two year contract. They want to wear the pinstripes because it's New York. Okay? But it doesn't happen with the Knicks, Mets. though. It doesn't happen with the Knicks. That's true. But the Knicks are it like doesn't happen know, with were, the Knicks. It, the world's most famous arena isn't good enough to bring actually, in players. That's not yeah, true. You know? That that that's not true because we it 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 used to happen and it's starting to happen again. Okay, Damian Lillard wants to come to the Knicks. Portland doesn't want to get rid of him. Okay, okay that's one People guy. Want, the, Derek I, Rose I wanted remember. to come to the Knicks. Derek Rose texted him. These aren't superstar players. I I still Derek remember Rose when is we a brought star player. We're just not. He's just. He's not. He's not LeBron James. Like he's we not got Welsbrook. Yeah, we D got Amari. Do you remember we got Amari Stoudemire? What was the reason why? Because we wanted to pair him with LeBron James. LeBron James didn't come. We were we were right, supposedly the that. guys that were supposed to get Durant and Kyrie Irving. They didn't come. I understand you know? that. I'm 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 not saying yeah. that they weren't, but I think that they're with Tom Thibodeau and what they're doing now. I think that they are now. Uh, there's a, there, that that cancer that we've had. They're twelve and gone, eighteen right okay? now. They're twelve I and eighteen. I understand that right we're twelve now. and eighteen. I know that we're twelve and eighteen. Forget they about the in, record. They brought in Forget Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is a disaster so far. They brought in uh, uh not the last three games. Kemba Walker's actually been playing super superb. He's actually the conference player of the week. 
Okay. Okay. That being said, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's not a disaster. Okay. It hasn't been great, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that the uh, that the team isn't now more enticing. Okay. The with Tom Thibodeau with some pieces like like uh, Derrick Rose, R.J. Barrett. I think that we absolutely need to get rid of Randall um, personally. But uh, if I you think replace Randall. Randall now, if you I, I replace think... Randall with 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 one marquee player, <laughs> the the Knicks are the Knicks are top ten. I I would keep Randall, but I would keep him in the role that he was meant to be play be playing, which is the second guy to the top star. He is not a guy that, in my so opinion, RJ Barrett. Yeah, or if you bring in somebody somebody from the free agent market. Well, my thing is RJ Barrett. My thing is that, like, even though RJ Barrett's not putting up Randall numbers, RJ Barrett is putting is way more consistent than Randall. Randall, one night he'll be amazing, one night he'll be completely trash, doesn't deserve to play a single minute. Yeah, I know. Randall is. You bring in, let's say you bring in a LeBron James or or young LeBron James or any marquee superstar player, his second guy is now still unreliable. I'd rather have an RJ Barrett that has more consistency as a second guy. than than RJ Barrett personally. Yeah, I well I think Randall the problem with him is that the the pressure gets him too far. He you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me and and not in terms of talent and the style of play, but it it kind of reminds me of Scottie Pippen, right? Scottie Pippen was the perfect guy to pair with Michael Jordan, but when Jordan left, Scottie Pippen couldn't get them to the promised land. He always needed Jordan to be there with him. And and yeah, I think kind true. of Randall Randall is kind of in that same kind of vein where it's like you know what he's good enough to be the second guy and I think putting him in that role will bring out the consistent consistency that you need from him because of the fact that you're not relying on him to be the man and yeah. he's feeding off of the other guy so I think Randall works in that I don't think that he works as the marquee player unless he's on a bad team. And and right yeah. now, the Knicks, they've actually taken a step back from last year, in my opinion. You know, I mean, I think that um, they have. I think that the, uh, they they haven't figured out the the right group. I also think that like last year, we didn't have as much COVID issues as we're having this year. You know, mm-hmm. especially on the Knicks. I'm not saying that COVID was COVID was just as serious, if not anything more serious than last year. But um, I think the defense I mean, la- suffered last year with was the. More, yeah, I yeah, think the, like I mean, the defense I, I, has suffered because of the new acquisitions that they brought in. You know, I think the defense definitely suffered because I think they were trying to get a little bit more of that perimeter shooting, even though their perimeter shooting is still trash. And the Knicks, uh, unfortunately, in this league, the perimeter shooting is really what we need to be kind of trying to garner without losing our defense because our our signature our our calling card is new york defense that's the mm-hmm. calling card of the giants that's the calling card of the knicks um and even even the yankees you know it's our yeah. defense what we're not doing all three teams across the board is that we're not scoring okay the yankees yeah. put up terrible numbers this year the giants non-existent getting blown out the way that we did last week it's it's embarrassing i that game should not i'd rather that game be canceled because of well actually i don't want to say this i i almost said that i'd rather the game be canceled because of too many people with covid but i also don't want too many people to have covid um but we're just not putting up the numbers on the same thing with the knicks we're just not putting up 
the numbers. Okay. Um, and, uh, that's, that's kind of what we gotta, that's, that's New York sports. New York sports is like, we have like an identity and we're not living up to it. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's been over a decade since we, we can say New York sports is New York sports. You know, well, New York so. sports is always going to be New York sports. The problem is that like the New York sports, you know what? I got to say, I got to take that back. Like New York sports was great when it was Eli Manning and Derek Jeter were playing. Always great. Ever since then, that's it. All done. All gone. Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a no, while. It's nada. been a while. Nada. You know, anyway, so, you know. Yeah, so well, um, this has been a very fun intro episode. I think uh, <laughs> our original mark was for it to be about a thirty-minute. Hi, I'm Gabe, and this is Walt. Uh, wow, you yeah. could tell how passionate we are about this stuff, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, like I really hope that you guys enjoy the conversation. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, we're on social media, right? We are. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. We have a Twitter page. And I think I did set up a YouTube page. But uh, right now it's a little bit scarce because, well, we haven't released anything yet, you know. But, um, yeah, you guys definitely should check us out on on our social media platforms. Um, And listen, like Gabe said, I really, really hope you enjoyed this podcast because this is kind of like a teaser a an hour long teaser but <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit more a than a teaser for sure yeah we're definitely but, gonna try to keep the uh, episodes to under an hour for you guys oh let, let's let's uh, fingers crossed here because uh we couldn't do it on this one so <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right but anyway um you know 2022 we're we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting we're gonna be hitting the podcast world uh like a like fire so definitely check us out um and we're once we got once we start settling into our weekly format we're going to be getting into more timely stuff in terms of you know what's going on in the world of sports again we're going to be focusing we're not we're not we're not going to be focusing but because we're guys from new york obviously we're going to be talking about our new york teams but you know, there's a whole. I mean, I watch. I watch there, all you know games. I watch all the sports that I can. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. So we're going to be talking about everything. If something happens crazy in in one of these other sports, um, not necessarily New York, best believe we're going to be talking about it. Remember, you know? I was a, I was a Bulls and Cowboys fan first. Jesus Christ! I still don't understand <laughs> that, man. You know, I still don't understand that. But oh. hey, it is what it is. That's like me saying, you know what? I kind of like. Brady and the Patriots first, but now I'm a Jets Oh my fan. God! Don't ever say those words. Yeah, see, no, but it doesn't very, very, work. That's very different. That's it very. It doesn't very work. That's very so. very different. That's completely different. Don't ever. Don't ever. Oh. You know. All right. Ugh. So we're yeah. gonna we're, let's yeah. let's wrap this up on that bad taste. You know. Um. I just threw up. Ugh. That's okay. You could you could do that when we're talking about Brady. I lo- love Brady. I love. I'll 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 have a deeper appreciation of Brady when he retires. Until then, yeah, that that's nah. pretty much it. I'll laugh you know? in his face if I ever see him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, listen, you you're easier because you know you've got all that you know kickboxing and jujitsu. So if he comes in and takes a swing at you, you can defend yourself. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The first episode of the Arena Podcast is over. Um, listen, 
subscribe to this podcast, people. Subscribe to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. Tell your friends about this podcast because we're going to get into some stuff. So that's all I got to say. Gabe, you got anything else to say? Nah, man. It was just, it was good doing battle with you. There you go. All right. Until next time, this is the Arena Podcast signing off. Later. Peace.